Welcome, welcome, welcome. 2022. Today is the 1212 Master Day, and I thought it would be the best day to record our 2022 forecast. Those of you who have talked to me privately have known that the spirit world was a little bit, a little bit spooky um, in regards to this 2022 energy. I felt like they were being a little cat and mouse with me. Um, normally I I plot everything out in advance and then I sit down and meditate and channel and open myself up to just kind of intuitively see the placements and see the um, organizing of planets. And I'm much more woo than other astrologers. And I just kind of look at what I feel and what I'm supposed to talk about and kind of leave anything else to other people. <laughs> and so um, as I have been moving through 2022, there's been a lot of, hmm, that could go either way. Hmm, that could be interesting. Hmm, we're not really sure. That's up to y'all, right? Like, like energy like that coming up around 2022. So what I am going to give you guys in this, I'm trying, I will try my best to make this not a super long recording. I'm also going to send out a written version-ish of some things. Um, 2022 is a lot though. And so you'll have to stay tuned to those weekly forecasts and the monthly forecasts as we move through 2022 um, to really get the nitty gritty because it is a lot. It's a lot, a lot. So my notes here, we're going to go through some of the stuff. First, I want to talk about the over um, umbrella-like energy of 2022. I have found that in a lot of the castings and in a lot of what I've looked at, um, the biggest thing that I'm keeping my eye on is our eclipse season. Um, and all because our eclipse season in 2022 kicks off a really cool supermoon trilogy that I'm stoked on. Um, and also Jupiter, big, big guy to watch this year. <laughs> um, Jupiter's moving into Pisces, December 28th, 2021. And then Jupiter's doing some stuff all year, including some really cool, uh, hang out with Neptune. So Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces and Neptune is the modern ruler in Pisces. And they're going to be conjunct for the first time in over 150 years on April 12th. And we also have Jupiter sextile Uranus for the first time in over a decade in February. So we're keeping our eye on Jupiter. Um, and then in, during 2022, Jupiter will move into Aries and that becomes ignition and, and expansion energy. But then it dips back into Pisces for a little bit before moving back into Aries. So we're watching Jupiter as an overarching theme um, to all of 2022. We're also looking at some retrogrades. We're looking at Mercury retrogrades. Normally we have at least three. This year we're going to have four. And what's interesting about that is that the first Mercury retrograde of 2022 doesn't start in until January 14th, but that means that we kick off 2022 in Mercury retrograde pre-shadow, um, which I signify will give us a whole another year of Mercury focus. I would expect communications to be intense, but here's the thing. All of our Mercury, all the first three Mercury retrogrades that take place in 2022 all take place in air signs. It'll be very reminiscent of 2021. We get the first one in Aquarius, the second one in Gemini, and the third one in Libra. However, during each Mercury retrograde, Mercury will retrograde itself into the Earth element um, prior to the air element and then station direct in that Earth element. 
I feel like that gives us so much awesome footing. I feel like 2021 was a bunch of going back over things you said, things you felt, things that you process and having to redo it over and over and over again. I see these mercury retrogrades having us go over what we thought, how we felt, how we processed, but then it retrogrades and moves direct in a solid footing earth element that then lets us make these changes, right? Not just process, process, process. I feel like this is a good sign. Then the fourth and final Mercury retrograde of 2022 kicks off on December 29th and carries us into 2023 in the sign of Capricorn. So it'll be our first earth element Mercury retrograde in a long time, (laughs) at least two years. And, um, at least last two years we've right. We will have had 2021 and 2022 are going to be in air, all that air, all that confusion. (laughs) And so then we're going to start seeing it in the foundation. The reason I think that's super awesome is because I've been saying now for two years that I don't think we're really going to get, um, you know, out of some of the funk we're in until 2023. Um, and so I see that as very auspicious for 2023. And so that's my, that's my take on that. So 2022 Mercury retrogrades are going to be functional. I feel like we are going to feel them a lot differently than we felt the last year. Uh, we are going to have Pluto retrograde carry us through eclipse season. Pluto goes retrograde April 29th. And the first eclipse of the year is April 30th in Taurus at 10 degrees. Significant all significant. Uh, so we're, we're watching these sorts of things as we're moving through. Um, and, and mind you that solar eclipse will take place in the Mercury retrograde pre-shadow of Gemini retrograde that moves back into Taurus. So that Taurus energy, Pluto's also in an earth sign. There's going to be foundational buildable structures happening. Um, and so that's just some of the overarching things that we're looking at. Um, Now I'm going to go a little bit month to month. Of course, I'm not going to get everything because this recording would be hours long, but we're going to hit on some top notes, right? And things to look for, maybe how you might want to structure your year. So as we move into January, 2022, we will be moving into January, 2022 in Capricorn style. We'll have the sun, Follis, um, Juno, Mercury, Venus, Pluto, all up in Capricorn, tons of Capricorn energy, tons of newness, right? The ability to build foundations, all sorts of awesomeness happening in Capricorn. On the 2nd of January, we get Mercury moving into Aquarius and we get our new moon in Capricorn. That new moon in Capricorn is going to take place with this Capricorn stellium during the new moon. We will also have, we'll have the sun and moon and Capricorn, of course, then Pholus, Juno, Venus, and Pluto. So this new moon will be very focused on planting intentions for the next year, not just the next month or six months. We will be able to get some really awesome new moon intentions because we're harvest harnessing, harvesting, harnessing that new year new energy all together. The excitement in the air is all going to be coming through on the first and second of January. Then on the third and fourth, we get Jupiter square, the North node. Um, and we also get the quadrant quadrantids. Why can I never say that in on a recording? We get a meteor shower, uh, on January 3rd and 4th. Um, along with that, we have Jupiter right playing off of that North node, Um, 
and it's just going to feel a little bit intense. There's going to be real expansion energy kind of creating that strain and change and wanting everyone to get the last bit of that North node energy. Then on the 9th of January, we have the first quarter moon in Aries, an initiative, um, igniting first quarter moon, first quarter moons are always going to be activating. We tend to get childhood stuff coming up. We take action on projects that have grown stagnant. We get a fire under us. So that first quarter moon in Aries is going to be totally lit. We will still have uh, Mars and Sagittarius to also give a ton of fire to that. Um, just before the first quarter moon, the moon will be conjunct Chiron and Aries. And so we'll have some childhood stuff coming up by the time we get to that first quarter moon, it should feel like it is cleared and we will have a lot of action to take place there. The next thing I want to bring up is January 14th, Mercury retrograde, right? Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. Um, and it will retrograde Oh, pretty con pretty much conjunct Saturn, right? So Mercury goes retrograde in Aquarius, conjunct Saturn, and at that same day, Ceres moves direct. Um, so it's a pretty uh, intense kind of day for, um, you know, evaluating our lives. <laughs> so uh, Mercury going retrograde, conjunct Saturn in Aquarius, Ceres moving direct. Three days later we get our full moon in cancer. This full moon in cancer is going to be extremely activating because the moon is pretty much the only thing happening over in cancer, but there is still that natural, um, polarity taking place with a Capricorn stellium in Capricorn during that first full moon of 2022, we have the sun, Pluto, Juno, Venus in retrograde, Vesta and Pholus. And then we have the moon activating that from the opposite side. So you might see things really intensely. It's almost like you're seeing things from another point of view, another person's perspective, very different energy. The moon will be activated in a very different, absolute opposite energy of Capricorn. And so we will see into things very clearly, which is a good thing because the next day Uranus goes direct and the North node moves into Taurus. Huzzah. So we are going to feel like, whoa, first of all, <laughs> it's going to feel like all of a sudden, all of that internal focus on who am I? What am I? What do I do? What's my path? How am I? How can I be more authentic? How can I do more of myself is going to flip direct and we will be able to start making movements and our North node moves into Taurus, which will give us this ability to tap into some really awesome energy that fixed earth sign ruled by Venus kind of just moving, right? Like planting those seeds. Then the very next day after that, the sun moves into Aquarius. Mars then on the 24th moves into Capricorn. We're going to be building at this point. Right. Um, and so it's just going to feel like things have opened up and expansion is present on January 24th, Mars moves into Capricorn. Um, this will give another big oomph to the Capricorn energy because Mars will start to move towards, 
um, Venus, right? Venus is retrograding through Capricorn in January and Mars is moving towards Venus as she retrogrades, but just as Mars gets kind of close to Venus, right. Um, and starts to get kind of into that space where they could get together. The moon is in between them and Capricorn and then Venus moves direct. Uh, and that's January 29th. So we have that sort of energy there where it's like, Oh, oh, we're going to get close to, we got, oh no, here comes the moon. Here comes emotion. Here comes our energy. And then Venus moves direct and starts to move away a little bit faster. And then Mars and Venus do start to dance together in the beginning of February. So we get this really intense activation of that Venus retrograding towards Mars and Mars moving towards Venus retrograde. And it might feel like that whole alchemical match made in heaven is just, is just railroading towards each other. But then the moon moves into Capricorn and kind of brings that inner emotional awareness there. Venus moves direct and then things kind of return to normal. So I would expect at the end of January, like those real intense things, like, what do I want here? Who do I want here? What, what am I feeling? Where's my passion? Where's my connection? Where's my love? How is my money? Like all of that kind of stuff to really hit a peak point at the end of January, before we move into February. Now, February, it's going to be, it's going to be totally different energy. (laughs) It's going to feel like every month, I feel like every month in 2020 brings something so wild and so different that I just can't wait to see how things kind of shift and grow. But in February, the beginning of the month, boom, first day that in bulk, that the focus on, you know, light, that midway point between winter uh, solstice and the spring equinox. We're at that midpoint there, right? At the beginning of February. Then we also have the new moon in Aquarius on February 1st. We have Juno moving into Aquarius on February 1st. Then on the 3rd of February, we have Mercury going direct. And that is going to feel very good (laughs) at that point. We will still have a Capricorn stellium happening with um, Mars and Venus and Vesta and Pholus and Mercury and Pluto, right? And so Juno will be moving into Aquarius and taking some of that Capricorn energy forward into that um, think outside the box dynamo, right? But at the same time, we're going to be having the sun conjunct Saturn in Aquarius. So it's going to be so Aquarian, so new and exciting and outside of, of everything idealistic, um, you know, Uranus will be direct and Uranus is that modern ruler of Aquarius. And so it's just going to feel like, um, you know, more social, more activating, more exciting, like things are possible. That first quarter moon in February is on the eighth and it is in Taurus. I find that to be also very auspicious since we are going to have, uh, the, the first quarter moon in Taurus will be almost conjunct the North node possibly conjunct, totally conjunct the North node and Ceres in Taurus. Um, I feel like we're going to have a little glimpse of eclipse season coming up with that energy feeling like that. And on the 8th of February, we also have Ceres moving into Gemini. Um, on the 11th, we have, we have a little bit of Jupiter's, uh, show off begins there. So on February 11th, Jupiter is semi-sextile Chiron. We're going to see expansion coming to our healing. We're going to see expansion coming into our, 
um, growth and our physical healing, our emotional healing, our mental healing. On the 14th of February, we have Pallas moving into Aries. We have Pluto trying the North Node and Mercury moving into Aquarius. Mid-February, that energy right there, that could feel totally lit. We may be ready to just rock it. We could be out of control. We could be creative geniuses. We could be ready to change the world or go to war, which is a problem in February for a lot of different reasons. The full moon in February is in Leo. Um, and that happens on February 16th. When we have that full moon in Leo, it is going to feel very activating of the Aquarian energy but it is also going to still be kind of activating that Capricorn energy. It will not have left us yet. The sun will move into Pisces two days after the full moon. We will get a bit of a break from all of the expansion mindset, but we have the big Pluto return for the United States of America on February 20th, 2022. This is our first Pluto return as a solidified country. There could be rebellion. There could be war. There could be grand change. There could be something that brings us all together with the sun in Pisces following a full moon in Leo. My hopes are that we are going to grandstand and bring something to the world stage that's never been seen before. Of course, we hope for the best and prepare for the worst. So you want to keep your mind focused on the fact that you may have to handle things at the end of February. We have the third quarter moon in Sagittarius on February 23rd. I think that that um, bodes for whatever happens during the Pluto return to be something that we will need extra oomph for, even as the moon wanes and its energy. Uh, on March 1st, we have the North Node semi-square Chiron. I am looking at that Pluto return, possibly bringing up things from our childhoods. So things that we have seen before. On March 2nd, we have the new moon in Pisces, where we will need wisdom to create forward and plant further seeds. On March 6th, Mars moves into Aquarius and Venus moves into Aquarius, same time. And so as we sort of move forward, we're doing it with Mars and Venus together. Um, I think that this is an alchemical dream energy. I think that Mars and Venus conjunct in Aquarius is going to be amazing. Just after a new moon in Pisces, it screams newness to me. It shouts that we're ready. We can handle it. We can think outside the box also makes me think that whatever the Pluto return brings up is going to be pretty heavy. Mercury March 9th moves into Pisces. Again, wisdom, our communications move into a wise place and we learn what we can do and how we can change and how we can grow. We have our first quarter moon in Gemini at that point too on March 10th, and we have Vesta moving into Aquarius. So we're starting to see much more Aquarian energy happening, right? With Mars and Venus and Juno and Saturn. And then we get, uh, <laughs> that extra oomph, um, as we, and then we get Vesta. Then we have on March 3rd, full moon in Virgo. It's time. We're going to start having to plan, get our life together, all of our to-do lists, right? On March 20th, the sun moves into Aries. We have our March, our spring equinox taking place. On March 25th, the third quarter moon will be in Capricorn. On March 27th, Mercury will move into Aries. We will get all that extra fire. And then on the 28th, Neptune is going to um, 
the sextile our north node. And I think that that will be one of the big times that we'll see Neptune through the year really kind of show off. And in that way, I mean that all of our dreams will start to align with our path and we will have moved into the spring equinox. So we will have that ignition energy behind us. And I see it being a very positive point in 2022. Now in April, super full month, we have April 1st, new moon in Aries, April 5th, Venus moves into Pisces first quarter moon in cancer on the the next day after the first quarter moon in cancer, Mercury moves into Taurus. The next day after that Saturn is square, our North node, we're looking at foundations again, right? We're moving, we're starting, we're planting seeds with fire, but we're reevaluating foundations. And then April 12th, we get this big Jupiter conjunct Neptune, Jupiter conjunct Neptune, um, for the first time in 150 years. Right. And so we're going to be feeling that one for a while. And we're going to really be looking at expansions and dreams and, um, you know, (laughs) from the space of, of Pisces, where they're both rulers, one traditional and one modern. And so they do more there when they, it's like, when you go home, you get more done at home than you get done anywhere else. Right. Because you're comfortable, you know, where everything goes. It's that kind of concept. So Jupiter conjunct Neptune, it's going to be expansion. It's going to be dream life. It's going to be spiritual awakenings. It's going to be psychic gifts, increasing things like that are coming up in April. Then on the April 14th, Mars moves into Pisces on April 16th. We have a full moon in Libra. We're getting some significant change there. We get April 19th, the sun moves into Taurus. The 19th, Juno moves into Pisces. Then we have on the 23rd, third quarter moon in Aquarius, 29th, Pluto retrograde. Mercury moves into Gemini. Now at this point in the year, after April, everything is going to get wild. And so I'm I'm going to give more of a bigger picture because from April until... Yeah. Until November from April till November, things are going to be really specific as to really what's in your birth chart, what's being activated by this Jupiter conjunct Neptune. So what you're going to want to watch for will shift and change a little bit, but some of the big things in May we have, first of all, in April, we have the Lyrids meteor shower. And then in May we have the Eta Aquarids, right? Venus moves into Aries in, in May. I see that connection money, career, it's going to be fire. It's going to go a couple days later. Our first quarter moon is going to be in Leo. And then we're going to go Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Now this is important because I think may is going to give us a preview. We get a solar eclipse at 10 degrees Taurus, April 30th, just after this big solar eclipse, we have Venus move into fire and a first quarter moon in Leo solar eclipses activate Leo. Our first quarter moon is in Leo. We're going to have an activated as heck April and May. Those are going to be wild. May is going to feel like action on toast over and over and over again. Then on the 16th of May, we get our full moon lunar eclipse at 25 degrees Scorpio. Whatever lessons that are up for you are going to hit hard Scorpio eclipses. Don't play. If you're a Scorpio or Taurus, those are dates to mark down in your calendar, especially if you are at the 25 degree mark, if you have placements at 25 degrees Scorpio, whatever you've got going on there, prepare for that to be activated. You want to really understand that may is an activating month. This is our first solar eclipse 
April 30th and May 16th lunar eclipse. These are our first of the full Taurus Scorpio axis. So it's going to be a big deal and everyone's going to be impacted. We have uh, the sun move into Gemini in May, uh, third quarter moon in Pisces in May, Mercury retrograde will move into Taurus. We will start to get some footing. We have Vesta moving into Pisces, Mars into Eris, and Venus into Taurus. May is going to be wild. And what's interesting is that we end May, right, with the new moon in Gemini on the 30th. And it's just going to be another season of of intensity. The The whole of spring into summer is going to feel really wild for everybody. Um, June 3rd, Mercury goes direct beginning of the month, just the next day, Saturn goes retrograde. (laughs) So we're going to feel like a little wonky. Um, we have a full moon in Sagittarius in June. It's going to be big. Um, and I mean that literally it's a super moon and it's our first of three super moons. We have a trilogy, um, June 14th, July 13th, August 12th. And then the August 12th supermoon comes with the Perseids meteor shower. So that's wild too. Uh, so we're going to watch June because with this energy of Mercury moving direct, just as Saturn goes retrograde, and we have a supermoon in Sagittarius, it's going right before a week before summer solstice. We're going to be looking at our foundations again, from the aspect of what can hold our movement, what can hold our movement. I expect that that is pointing us to the fact that um, Neptune retrograde kicks back in <laughs> to place just alongside the new moon in cancer on the 28th of June. Remember new moon cancer. Those are the big ones. The, the, the moon is going home after a year away. Uh, and it's in the, in the sun, right? The sun is going into cancer for its year away. And then then the moon is there at the same time. Both luminaries are in cancer. Cancer is nurturing cancer is our, uh, creation center, our cardinal water. It's ruled by the moon. It's, we pay attention to it. Right. So that new moon in, uh, new moon in cancer on June 28th, same time as Neptune retrograde, that's going to be intense. We're going to get watery with it. We're going to feel the feels of the things that we took action on all of May and June. I feel like we may have a reckoning coming end of June into July. Remember that we will have been through eclipse season at that point, And we will be now moving towards, um, you know, fall really <laughs> as we have the summer solstice, uh, June 21st, 22nd, that's us moving towards fall. Right. So then we get into July, we have the Delta Aquarids, we have, you know, Pallas moving into Gemini, Mars, moving into Taurus, Mercury, moving into cancer. And our first quarter moon will be in Libra. We also get some retrograde energy with Vesta moving into retrograde in Pisces. It's going to add to that Neptune retrograde in Pisces. I feel like emotions are going to be really wild in July. We have our full moon, uh, which is a super moon again, July 13th is in Capricorn. I expect that we will be feeling, the structure and function of what we have built the first half of the year. This is also going to be the midpoint of the year where we take stock. So whatever you are planning to build for 2022, you will be living in it by June and July. So be careful with that. Be careful with the beds you make. Um, in July, also Venus moves into cancer and Mercury moves into Leo, just as Chiron goes retrograde in the middle of July. I feel like we will be 
right? After eclipse season kind of wraps up, we wrap up May, we move into June. You want to be able to be a free agent, so to speak, where you don't have a ton of projects and a ton of loose ends to pick up because June and July are going to be feeling, (laughs) feeling months, right? (laughs) We're going to be feeling a lot of things. Um, And then as we move through July, we have a Jupiter semi-square Saturn retrograde. And I feel like that element's going to come up for us quite intensely as we, um, are feeling everything Jupiter does this year quite intensely. So we have Jupiter semi-square Saturn retrograde on July 21st. We get Jupiter retrograde semi-square Saturn retrograde September 21st. So we're going to have two months after Jupiter semi-squares off with Saturn retrograde. We're going to be feeling that energy. And a week later, Jupiter goes retrograde. And then two months later, Jupiter retrograde is going to be back semi-square with Saturn retrograde. The reason I'm saying that so many times in a row is because it's important. We're going to hit that Jupiter semi-square Saturn retrograde July 21st. And we are going to feel expansion hit against our foundation. And how have you built your foundation? How have you built your foundation? Did you check it? a million times. Are there cracks in your foundation? What have you built? Cause you're going to have to expand on it. Can you build on it? Right. That question from earlier in the year is coming back. Can you build on it? So I see you built a foundation. What can you put on it? That is going to be the question that comes up at the end of July. And then Jupiter is going to retrograde and that expansion is going to go inside. So, okay. Can you build on this foundation, but how can you build on what's inside of you? Does what's in, is what's inside of you matching what you can build? Can you fill that house now? So there's the foundation. You can build this house. Can you fill it? Right. Or take it to a business level. So here's the foundation you built. Now you built a warehouse. Can you fill it? Do you have product? What's inside of you? Right. It's really intense. I feel like July to November, July to September 21st, July 21st to September 21st. Those two months are going to be like, you better cash those checks you just wrote. It's going to be come to Jesus time. So really pay attention. You want to have everything lined up by the time you get to July, right? Really just pay attention to that. We also get, you know, some major movement when the sun moves into Leo, the next day, Ceres moves into Leo and then Juno retrogrades in Pisces. Your commitments will be tested. Your, your, your feelings about your commitments will be tested. We have that new moon in Leo at the, on the same day that new Jupiter goes retrograde, right? It's big stuff. And then on July 31st, we get Uranus conjunct our North node in Taurus. It's going to be big. It's like explosive time, right? (laughs) Revolution time. It's like your foundation is built, build your building, fill it. It's that kind of energy. And then we move into August. We have Lunasa. We've got Mercury moving into Virgo. We're starting the harvest. We're going to be working through all of those concepts of the harvest and planning for fall. We also will have our first quarter moon in Scorpio, where we'll be diving into what have we done this summer? What have we planted? What have we grown? What's ready for harvest? Did we do a good job? Will we survive winter? Yada, yada. On August 11th, Venus moves into Leo. All of the problems and the wishy-washiness that we've been feeling with our Venus uh, issues will start to feel like they're flowing in our spotlighting. We should get some relief in that way. We also have a full moon in Aquarius in in August that is just before the Perseids. And that full moon in August is our last supermoon of the trilogy. Whenever I see a supermoon, 
trilogy, I look at the Superman trilogy as a book, right? As a set of books. Each supermoon is its own book and it's in a trilogy of books. So think like Twilight or something. Although I think there's four books there, whatever discovery of witches. We're just going to go with that. The first book is all about character development and setting up who's who and what's what and what the problem is and who the villain is and what the stage is, right? That second book is when all the pivotal stuff happens, all the catastrophic stuff happens, all the main problems and um, pulling apart of the threads of the story happens in the second book. So we're talking uh, June 14th, that first book in the trilogy, that is just after our eclipse season of the spring wraps up. So we're going to get the story of what the summer is going to be like, right? That's going to be the first book. People are going to fall in love. People are going to be doing great. Then that second supermoon is going to hit July 13th. And that's going to be our second book. And so for, from, from July 13th until August 12th, we're going to get that whole second book trilogy. That's where I feel like the pulling apart, it seems, I feel like things are going to go wishy-washy. Your feelings are going to get hurt craziness. Then August it's going to tie it up, right? <laughs> That's the book that ties it up. That's the supermoon that ties it up and it's happening along with the Perseids. So I see that as a blessing and I see that as innovation and I see that as inspiration and divine energy pouring down on us. So I think it's going to be a good ending folks. I just think that that, that July energy is going to be wild and I don't like it. So when we're into August and we have that last book of the trilogy with the full moon Aquarius supermoon, we're really going to get a good look at what we've done and where we're at. And Mars will move into Gemini and we'll get to kind of decide where we're going to run with it and how we're going to flow. The sun moves into Virgo, Uranus moves retrograde. We start to kind of figure out who we are just as the seasons start to begin to shift. Remember sun moves into Virgo and we suddenly look towards the fall and buying new pencils and new notepads and getting our schedules ready. We have the new moon in Virgo is in August this year. Um, and so we're going to have that new moon just before we get into September on August 27th. It's going to give us a lot of really good planning material for the fall. I love the way it's going to feel there. We also have the North node semi-sextile Chiron August 29th. And I see that happening as a very supportive thing as we move into the fall. Now, September. Remember, we're going to have that uh, Jupiter retrograde semi-square Saturn retrograde at the end of September-ish. It's going to happen just at the autumn equinox. It's another auspicious little thing happening there, right? So let's talk September, first quarter moon in Sagittarius. We're kicking off September strong. First quarter moon in Sagittarius, all that fire. September 5th, Venus moves into Virgo. We're getting it done, right? On the 6th of September, Pallas moves into Cancer. We're feeling it. We're creating it like a mother, right? <laughs> North Node semi-sextile Chiron there as well. Going to be feeling it, going to be healing it. On September 9th, Mercury retrograde in Libra. We start to go back over some of the things we've said and done since the middle of August. Then we have our full moon in Pisces, September 10th. We're going to be feeling it. We're going to have full illumination into our emotions, into our thoughts, into our actions. We're going to see the third quarter moon in Gemini having us questioning some things that we've done. Lots of come to Jesus type energy, lots of what does it all mean? Energy, September 21st, Jupiter semi-square Saturn with them both in retrograde just before that equinox. Then the sun moves into Libra. 
the day after the sun moves into Libra, Mercury retrogrades itself back into Virgo, which gives us more strong footing to then plant our new moon intentions in Libra on September 25th. After that, on the 29th of September, Venus moves into Libra and Saris into Virgo, and we're going to be able to move forward. I feel like the end of September is going to give us just what we need to start moving forward, even though Jupiter retrograde and Uranus retrograde are going to be a thing (laughs) still working with us all through until, uh, you know, really November, we're going to feel like we're able to start processing come October. When we move, we have that Samhain energy. We're going to have all of that transitionary energy. November is going to be a lot of what we give it. That's what keeps coming up when I ask for, uh, insight into the Samhain season, right? We have the solar eclipse in Scorpio, two degrees Scorpio. Um, that's on December 25th. We will be within eclipse season mid October. And so so we'll see within eclipse season, we're going to see Saturn move direct. We're going to see Venus move into Scorpio and the sun move into Scorpio and Juno move direct. And we're going to have that kind of movement in eclipse season. So I see a lot of movement become permanent. A lot of things that maybe felt up in the air will start to become permanent. I do feel like Mars retrograde is, uh, October 30th into Gemini. I see that causing some duality issues with Samhain. I feel like that liminal space will be ripe with whatever we want. So creation energy will abound. Got to be careful what you bring into that space, right? Whatever you give, it will grow. And so if you give it endings, those will be final. It feels very final. It feels very ominous. I'm going to say, um, as a whole, as a unit, it feels like, Maybe there will be some dark times happening, which, which is concerning because this will be midterm election season. Um, and so there's a lot of this, um, like Harry Potter, the Harry Potter, Harry Potter, like the dark years, right. That's kind of coming up around mid October through December feels like the dark times. And, and that's where I can't get a full grasp of exactly what will unfold. I, I tend to want to think it's political because of some of the other things happening, but it could also be, um, something totally non-political. It could be a natural disaster of some sort, but it feels kind of dark. It feels like the, the world will have thoughts about it. It doesn't feel like a microcosm just within the U S. Um, but our elections certainly could cause something like that. Um, then we get into November. We have our first quarter moon on November 1st, and it's in Aquarius. That makes me think we're going to have to be thinking outside of the box. November 8th, that should be election day. And that is our full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus at 16 degrees Taurus. That feels a little ominous to me. <laughs> I feel like that could be wild. It's going to be a changing of the guards in some way. Um, and the what what's going to be planted is going to be is going to be very hard to move after that point. Um, November 16th, my birthday, Venus moves into Sagittarius and we have third quarter moon in Leo on the 17th, Mercury moves into Sagittarius on the 20th, Vesta moves into Pisces. And I feel like everything at that point starts to settle back into what we would expect for the season. We have November 22nd, sun in Sag, November 23rd, new moon in Sagittarius and Jupiter moves direct that same day. I feel like that is super good. It makes me feel like whatever the dark years 
you know, of Harry Potter feel like for, from mid October to mid November, I feel like it will lift towards the end of November. I feel like we will have that new moon and Sagittarius energy to really put some fire into our growth and expansion and Jupiter moving direct at that same time feels good. And then on November 30th, we have palace retrograde in cancer and we have the first quarter moon in Pisces. Now we round out 2022, which feels wild to talk about, right? It's a year from now. December, 2022, December 3rd, Neptune moves direct. We're going to feel some movement there almost immediately as December 6th, Mercury moves into Capricorn. We have our full moon in Gemini on December 7th, Venus moves into Capricorn on December 9th. And our third quarter moon is in Virgo on December 16th. Everything is going to start to feel like we're getting ready for something. There's going to be a lot of Capricorn Virgo energy. I feel as if, you know, because I have, um, put a lot of personal stock, I've gotten a lot of messages. I feel like every time I meditate and ask my guides, when is this going to start feeling like life again? Right. With all the, it's not even just COVID it's political stuff. It's division. It's anger. It's that wanting to argue all the time. Everybody has, nobody wants to just eat, drink and be merry. Nothing feels lighthearted and it hasn't right since 2019 really. And maybe not even before that, <laughs> 2015, but however, here we are. And I keep asking, when will this lift? When will this lift? And I get a very strong February, March, 2023. Right. And so as December, 2022, as I tap into that, it feels like it's going to start to be things that we're putting our, we're putting our stock down. You know, we're going to have quite a lot of energy in in Pisces. We're going to have quite a lot of energy in Capricorn, and we're going to have, you know, black moon Lilith and Pallas Athena over in cancer. And it's going to feel like when we get to the winter solstice of 2022, there's going to be some really, really fertile energy. Um, we're going to have black mammoth and palisathena and cancer, which opens up that nurturing mother feeling to me. We're going to have the North node and Uranus retrograde and Taurus. I feel like we're going to be able to make movements out of rebellion. It won't just be rebellion that hurts. We're going to have Mars and Gemini, which will give us that duality and the ability to put action into either of the, um, like either action or reception, yin and yang. We're going to have Pisces bringing wisdom where we need some wisdom, um, Neptune and, uh, you know, Vesta and Juno over there. Saturn will be in Aquarius, but we will have that Capricorn energy again with Capricorn and Pholus and Venus and Mercury and Pluto all up in Capricorn. And I feel like we'll be hitting the winter solstice of 2022 with some solid energy. Jupiter moves into Aries the day before winter solstice 2022. Jupiter into Aries feels like magic, right? Because Jupiter is expansion. Jupiter is the broadening of the grand horizons. Jupiter is luck and fortune and healing, right? And it is all these things that are good. And it's moving into Aries at the end of 2022, and it is going to breathe life into us and there will be fire and we will be forward moving into 2023. Um, and just after the winter solstice, Chiron moves direct and we get a new moon in Capricorn that same day. So the new moon in Capricorn, December 23rd, 
just before Christmas there, we're going to feel like we are moving and then Mercury retrograde will happen on December 29th, uh, at the same time as our first, uh, first quarter moon in Aries, which I take to mean we will have to go back over and rethink some things. Now that Jupiter is in Aries, I don't see that Mercury retrograde that rounds out 2022 is a bad thing in the slightest bit. I think Mercury retrograde in Capricorn is going to be awesome because it's going to give us that structure foundation viewpoint. And we will now be going back over our communications and our processing with Jupiter and Aries. And I think it will be awesome. It syncs up with the first quarter moon in Aries and we will move into 2023 with fire. And I, I'm just looking forward to it. So it's a year out. And we've got a lot to wade through, but 2022 feels like the year because we're Jupiter's showing up, Jupiter showing up and guiding us through 2022 in some really awesome ways. If you can take anything away from it, it's that whatever you want to build, do it early in the year and you will flow with it by the time we hit eclipse season in the spring. If you drag your heels and you procrastinate and then try to get your dreams rolling come April, you may feel like you missed this boat and not that you actually missed it, but it could feel like that. And it could really make you feel like you're treading water in rough seas. So get after those dreams early in the year, January, February, March, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Right. That's what we're doing. So I'm so excited. Cannot believe this is another yearly forecast. Um, not going to cry, but thank you all for being here. These, these forecasts, um, and being able to talk to people about these topics just means so much to me. It feels like we are map makers, right? And we are figuring things out and growing and using what's available to our highest good. And so taking the time to listen to this 45 minute long recording is real, is real. That's dedication and you're showing up for yourself and that will be rewarded. So pay attention. This is going to be a year like no other year, (laughs) um, in hopefully the best possible way. It does not feel like the 2020 and the 2020, uh, 2021. It's not yet 2023. So I'm not that excited, but we're going to get some breath and we're going to get some expansion. We're going to get some room to toss our elbows. So everybody have a beautiful year. And I will talk to you all soon.